It is a good Friday, Amen. and you saw in the title we're going to be talking about the goodness of God. You know, is God really good all of the time? And yes. yes, I mean that that is the answer. But it can there can be moments where it doesn't necessarily feel that way or look yeah. that way. You know, today in particular is one of those days. I know Hannah was uh, <laughs> like it, it made us laugh, debunking the lyrics of Friday being a disappointment. But you know, truly, back when Jesus was crucified, Friday looked by all appearances like a disappointment like it did not look like it was a good day i'm sure if you polled the people that followed jesus it was it was not his their favorite of days defeat (laughs) it's what it looked like like truly but we know right now like we're on this part of the side of crucifixion when we know this is a day worth celebrating right. and, uh, you know, and honoring the Lord, not because of the horror that took place at the cross, but because good mm-hmm. came later, like good followed what that was. God had plans yeah. of goodness laid up even in that moment. So today yeah. what we're going to be talking about is just God's goodness and how he's always good all of the time, no matter what we think, no matter what we see, no matter yeah. what we feel, God is only good all the time good. And no matter what you've been going through, there is goodness at the end of it for you. There's goodness going through the valley. There's goodness in the midst of whatever you've been in. There's goodness today. There's goodness tomorrow. There's goodness forevermore because the word says his goodness and mercy follows us all the days of his life so right out the gate as we get started put in the comments there's goodness for me today his goodness is for you right now right now yeah well there's as we're speaking on this subject it it just is bringing up all these instances to me where there's been opportunity for you know hope to disappear for disappointment, for fear, for anxiety, worry, whatever the situation may be. And I remember all these situations and like getting so worked up about them and like getting taken right out of peace, right out of hope. And then on the other side of the problem being like, what in the world was I so worried (laughs) about? Like, oh man, if I had known that it was going to work out, like I wouldn't have been this worried. I, if I could talk to my past self, I would have told myself not to worry because God's got it handled. Yeah. And so I've been like, okay, next time it's going to be different. No matter what, <laughs> it's going to be different. And then the next time I would make it a little bit different, but I'd, I like, I know what I needed to do, yeah. but then I'd still be like, but this situation's different. And then the situation would work it, like l- the Lord would work it out and I'd be like, oh, man, the next situation is going to be different. And yeah. this has happened a few times. And I think I finally got it. But I think we've all had these moments where, like, I don't know why I worried so much. And, like, if we could go back in time, like, to the disciples and everything, what we would tell them is, like, don't worry. This is actually the best thing that's ever happened to yeah. the earth. And, like, give hope. And like we like we wish we could and like comfort them and all that stuff, but we have that opportunity with ourselves mm-hmm. now yeah. to say, hey, situations are gonna come up. We're in this world. It's corrupt. The devil does not like the missions that we're on. He does not like what we're doing. So situations may try to come up, but there is no need for us to yeah. worry. So no matter what comes up, good, bad, or ugly. 
it will be okay yeah. because the Lord takes care of his people and those that he loves. And once we take that for ourselves, just like we can say about the disciples, like, I don't know why they were so worried. He already told them that he was going to come back alive. Well, say that to ourselves. <laughs> like, he already told us, do not worry about anything. He yep. said, think on things that are good and lovely and worthy of praise. He already told us all of this. So we have the same words. Yeah. And we can look at the disciples and say, how dare they? But we need to look at ourselves and yeah. say the same things of, there is a lot, for the most part, in our everyday lives, there's a lot less intense situations than Jesus dying on the cross, the, like what they Every faced. situation is a less intense yeah, situation. Yeah, every single Everyone. one. So um, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we, can, we can handle that of just choosing joy, choosing to trust in God. And yeah. that's where it all goes back to. And where, what, if you are looking for the tie together of what I'm saying, it's, it all goes back to trusting yeah. in God's goodness. Is God good? Yeah. We can say yes, we can amen it, but in those situations where we like anxiety or worry may try to come up, that's when we need to be able to have that trust, have that I know that I know that I know that God is good. This situation may look like the worst that I've ever been in, but I know that I know that I know that yeah. God is good. I know that I love him and I know that he takes care of those that he loves. And when we have that trust in him that faith in him that he is good yeah that's when we have nothing to worry about yeah yeah um i i think it's important to tie together today I, are you gonna explain it so um i'll let you go ahead <laughs> so well, la- basically what we're talking about today is one of the things we'll be talking about today is so if you look at good friday we've kind of said it but if anyone is not familiar with it if it's not if it's not super clear what good friday is is good friday is the day that jesus died on the cross but as yeah. he was on the cross there was this moment where um he had to put his trust in god's goodness so yeah. his disciples had to put their trust in him and yeah but also there's this moment where Jesus had to put his trust in the Father because in the natural, it did not look good. In the natural, yeah. God, it looked like God actually turned his back on Jesus. That's something I haven't heard taught very much, but um, it's yeah. a really powerful point that we're touching on yeah. today. Well, yeah. and a lot of times, especially when you get to the weekend of, of Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection, Easter weekend is often how people know it a lot of times it's easy to think of Jesus not being as we are now Mm -hmm. it's like ah Jesus look at the son of God and like obviously I'm not discrediting him like he is worthy to be praised he is high and lifted up he is a wonderful savior and lord but the word tells us that he came to this earth to live as a man. Yeah. So that way he could be our full substitute. Like the entire reason Jesus came was so that way we could be bought back to the Father and have right. intimacy with the Father. Yeah. So in order for that to happen, Jesus had to live a spotless life, a perfect life as we live. That's the only way he could be a substitute. It's like if you go to Chick-fil-A and say, I'd like some Chick-fil-A sauce and someone yeah. gives you honey mustard, Marky's not going to be happy because no. she 
wanted Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. Like that the only substitute is is Chick-fil-A. Like it needs to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus had to live the same way we lived. So you think about it, he wasn't mm-hmm. born as a baby with this revelation of who the Lord was. Yeah. It's not like he woke up, came out of Mary and was like, ah, oh, the Lord God is my father. He wasn't, look who's talking yeah. to. He was a baby who had to grow into revelation. He mm-hmm. had to seek and find himself in scripture. Yeah. He had to learn the father's character and nature himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as a man, Jesus had to pursue the Lord the same way we had to pursue the Lord. Yeah. He had to seek him out. He had to read in the word about who he was. He prayed. Like you read through all the New Testament and Jesus went up to the mountain to seek him early in the morning to pray to the father, to have that time of intimacy with him. He knew the scriptures so well that he was confounding the wise men in the temple at an early age. Why? Yeah. Because he pursued God. So here's Jesus with this perfect fellowship with the Lord, this perfect intimacy, hungry to please God, hungry to be who he's called to be, humble, perfect in every single way. And the Father revealed to him that by what his word said, Jesus needed to allow himself to go to the cross. He needed to take on the, on the weight of our sin. He needed to do this in order for us to be bought back to him, bought back to the Lord, redeemed and made whole and perfect. So Jesus chose to go to the cross. He chose to be captured by the Roman soldiers. He chose to go before Pilate and be completely silent. He chose to be silent during the 40 lashes that he received. He chose to not defend himself. He chose to bear the cross. He chose to let his hands be stretched out and have his hands be pierced with a nail and have his feet be pierced with a nail and hang on that cross. He chose to do it because intimacy with the Lord said, This is how my people get bought back to me. His fellowship, his hunger, his desire to please God is what led him to that cross. So on the cross, he's there experiencing what we will never experience. We will never, ever, ever experience what he did. He took the entirety of sin, every bit of man's sin, the punishment, he took that on himself. He took every sickness and disease on his body. Like every sickness, not just one, not just a cold, not just cancer, every sickness, he took that on himself. And in the middle of going through what was excruciating, what was, I am sure, the most difficult thing ever, you see in Matthew 27, it says now, um, let's see, actually, I'm going to go up a little bit. No, Matthew 27, verse 45 says, Now from the sixth hour darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour. So it's not like Jesus was up there for a minute. He was up there for hours. Hours hanging. Hours hungry. Hours hurting. Hours sick. And it says, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, and that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In the middle of being up there, Jesus, the perception Jesus had was God's forsaken me. God, like, God, why have you turned from me? God, why have you turned away from me? I'm here. You turned away from me. Why? And yet Jesus... chose 
to stay there. You see in the word, Jesus could have called a legion of armies down, mm -hmm. of angels down at any moment yeah. to get him off that cross. He had the power and the capability and the authority to end this moment of suffering. Yeah. And yet in Luke, it tells us in Luke 23, that same time, it was about the sixth hour and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour because the sun was obscured and the veil of the temple was torn in two. So Jesus had just said, why have you forsaken me? The yeah. words out of his mouth next were, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Mm -hmm. So Jesus has the Father turn away from him, forsake him, mm -hmm. and he has a choice to make. What am I going to do? Yeah. Am, I gonna, am I going to do what the word tells me to do? Am I going to do what my Lord, what my father told me to do? My father told me that this yeah. is what must happen in order to redeem everybody. But he just turned his back. He just forsook me. Do I trust him even in the middle of what looks awful? Right. Do I trust him in the middle of this? Do I trust him enough to still commit my plan to him even mm -hmm. though it looks like he left me alone here? Yeah. And that choice was, I trust what this word says. I trust the character and nature of God's goodness more than I trust what I can see. And that's why the next words out of his mouth were, I commit my spirit to you. Yeah. And Jesus chose to die. Jesus chose to do that. Man didn't kill him. Jesus chose to give his life up to commit his spirit to God. God, whatever you want to be done with my spirit, I trust you in the middle of this because he knew goodness and mercy follows me all the day of my life, no matter what. And what's so amazing about his level of trust right now is not just and we learned this through a class in Impact University, a school that we have here, but mm -hmm. a pastor was talking about it, and it blew my mind because, so it, you can kind of look at that and be like, okay, that was such a big thing to give yeah. up his life or to go through this with it looking like God turned his back, with God well, truly did turn yeah. his back on him in that way. The, the, the biggest part about this, though, the level of trust that Jesus had to have was he was legitimately paying, like you were talking about a perfect yeah. um, a perfect replacement, a mm -hmm. perfect payment. He was paying such a perfect payment that now he goes to hell. Yeah. Yeah. He knows in this moment, as I die, I'm not going to heaven. Yep. As I die, yeah. I'm going to hell. Yep. And yeah. I'm going to hell to pay a price. Yep. And that's something that we don't talk about much. We don't hear about much. But he went to hell to pay our price. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's very serious to do that. Yeah. And not yeah. know in the natural what's going to happen. Because yeah. he is legitimately paying the price for all of mankind. Every sin that was ever made, every sin that would ever be made, he is paying the death payment of yeah. that spiritually. And he knew he had to, he'd have to walk that out. So. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. You know, he's, he's making that decision to go to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just soaking it all in. There's, I don't think we've realized the, I, I don't think we'll ever, as we could study this out for the rest of our lives, mm -hmm. and I don't think we could ever realize just exactly the, like, excruciating pain. Yeah. And, I mean, in the physical, in the, 
emotional. I mean, just times where I like felt like God was just disappointed in me. Yeah. I felt like, what am I doing? Like everything is like completely pointless. Yeah. And that was nowhere near having God turn his back on him. That was nowhere near that. Yeah. So after he's doing everything right and God turns his back on him, I don't think we'll ever know just how much physical pain he was in. Yeah. But emotional and spiritual pain as well and to still have hope yeah and to think of how quickly we've lost hope yeah when the slightest inconvenience has come up like oh man I was really wanting to do this and the plans got changed today well I'm just gonna be sad the rest of the day because it's I'm disappointed yeah like that to do that is prideful yeah after all that Jesus did, after all he paid, to go to know that we have all that he paid for and to still focus on ourselves and our minor inconveniences is embarrassing, to say the least. And that's where we've got to really let it change our heart, not to live in condemnation all the time because we've yeah. ever made those choices, but to say, hey, Come on. All right. Whenever those situations try to come up, whenever hope tries to be stolen away, hey, devil, I will not let you take my hope because he can't can't take it. That's the thing. He cannot take our hope. The only thing he can do is deceive us into giving it to him, Mm -hmm. into giving away our peace, into giving away our hope, into giving away our joy because it's all ours. He has no power. He has no authority. All authority has been given to us. So yeah. all he can do is try to deceive. Yeah. All he can try to do is give is to convince us to give it to him. So what we've got to do is realize, okay, in the absolute worst situation that any human being has ever been in, it was possible for Jesus to still trust in God. Mm-hmm. Even when he could not see him, he could not see a way out, he was tired that that's another thing like when I think when we've been tired we've kind of used that as an excuse it's just I've been I've been standing strong but I'm just tired yeah this has been going on for far too long I'm just tired I just want to give up that's the thing he if this had been going on for a while if anyone was tired in all of the human race Jesus was and yet that was not an excuse to him to give up that wasn't an excuse to him to give away hope to give away faith in God's goodness. Yeah. God just turned his back on him. He probably had no clue what was going to happen, but he still said, he said, like you, why have you forsaken me? I don't know, but I know this one thing. Yeah. That you are good. Mm -hmm. So into your hands I commit my spirit. And that's what we've got to do. Let him be the perfect example for us. Whenever we face the worst situation to the smallest situation too, we can apply this. I don't care if you stubbed your toe on a chair today. I trust you, God. Lord, from the smallest to the biggest, God, I trust you. I know this worst situation, this bad situation has not defeated me. It has not defeated you. I trust you, God. So I will not lose hope. I will not lose joy. I will not lose peace. And we've got to hold on to that just like Jesus because we know that he is good. Well, Kevin put in the comments, are you saying that uh, Jesus knew he was going to hell, but he didn't know that he would descend out of hell? Um, 
I, so I get the question. Uh, to clarify, obviously, you can see in Scripture, Jesus himself quotes, like, you can tear down this temple, but in three days I will rebuild it. So Jesus saw in Scripture what the Father's intention was. Like, he knew that. However, I and correct me if I'm off of what you were saying, um, but what what Abby was just talking about, I think, is really the heart of what I believe you were saying. On the cross, it's not that Jesus didn't know what the word had said, but when you were under that physical pain, emotional turmoil, spiritual temptation, all of a sudden it's very easy for doubt to come in. Like it's very easy for that doubt to come in and say, do you really believe what, you, yeah. what you've what you known? Yeah. Do you really believe what the scripture says? Do you really believe that in three days you're going to be raised up again? The father yeah. just left you. Yeah. And so like for me, I know for me personally, I just gave birth to Caroline and that was the most physically intense thing I have ever been through ever. And I knew it would be going into it. Like a 5k up to that point was the most physically intense thing I had ever gone through. So I knew that this would trump that. And in the middle of what I was going of, of being in that birthing process, there were moments where because of what was physically happening to me, emotionally happening to me and spiritually happening to me, I allowed doubt to come in. And there are moments where I turned to Pastor Nicole because she was with me through the whole thing. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. Well, what is that doubt? What is doubt? Sin. If it's a lack of faith, then it's sin because it says yeah. without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if I'm not pleasing God, I'm not being fruitful. If I'm not being yeah. fruitful, what good is coming out of me? So I bring that example up because Jesus is on the cross yeah. and he's undergoing all of these things. He's undergoing the physical, the emotional, the spiritual turmoil. Of course, the temptation yeah. to yeah. doubt came in. Of course, that yeah. came in. Yeah. And if he had allowed himself to doubt in that moment, that would have been yeah. sin and it would have entirely eradicated the point of the yeah. cross. Right. Well, and this is the thing that, like you brought up earlier, he operated as a man. Mm-hmm. So as yeah. he's going through this whole process, he was having to operate by faith yeah. because that's yeah. how we operate. So I think it's easy to think like God's right there with him, walking him through every process, and he is, yeah. but in a, in a sense. But the whole thing here that Pastor taught an impact was mm-hmm. the part where God turned his back that is where Jesus had to put his trust in the Father. Yep. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a he he knew, he knew the truth, he knew the um he knew the word, he knew the prophecies, yeah. but he had to apply faith yeah, in that for moment. Sure. He had to put yeah. trust in God that okay, God has forsaken me, but this isn't the end. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to hell, but this isn't the end. Yeah. Even though yeah. God has turned his back, this isn't the end. I'm coming out. So yeah. he knew it. But he had to apply faith. Yeah. Yeah. And what what I love about that is that Jesus underwent having the Father forsake him. Basically, mm-hmm. everything Jesus endured on the cross, we never have yeah. to endure. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. So the sickness, we never have to endure that because he did that for us. The being forsaken by the Father, we will never have to experience that because Jesus did it. Yeah. And so if Jesus 
can walk through the worst thing that could ever happen to someone、mm-hmm. and still have goodness follow him. How much more is goodness following、yeah. us right now when the Father's face is toward、That's、us?、Yeah. Like he tells us in James、yeah. that there is no variation nor shifting shadow when it comes to the Lord. Like his goodness、mm-hmm. is fixed, and if I move, his goodness is still fixed on me. Like he's looking at me; he's not、mm-hmm. turning away from me. So if he moves here, I'm to move here. He's not ignoring me. His face is literally, I see you. I see、yeah. you. My goodness is directed toward、yeah. you. It's not just. Flying off the walls, and you've got to jump up and catch where he's flinging、yeah. it to. He's like, "No, I know you, and I'm going to send my goodness your way." Yeah. Yeah. Well, it in this it brings up all the situations where, so like like for instance, okay, so recently there has been、um, like there's been more that the Lord has called me to do in work, for instance. So let's just use that example because,、um, okay. So there's a lot more to do in work. He's called us to do it, right? So you may be at your job where he's called you to, and when the pressure comes on, that's where we can't lose faith. Yeah. So there's, there's, sure, there's been doubts try to come up of, this is a lot more. Can you handle it? This is, can you do this?、Uh, how are you going to do this? And in the same way, where he wouldn't allow the doubt to come in. But he had to stand on the faith of God's called me to do this. Yeah, He's called me to victory. How? I don't know, but it'll come out. It's the same way for us. Yeah. If He's called us to do something, I don't care how hard it seems, how impossible it seems. If we can't seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. If He's called us to do it, He's called us to victory. Yeah. He's called us to do it in easy and light. Yep. There is a way. We don't have to even know. Just do it. That's what we were saying、Amen. months ago on the broadcast. We we can't get tripped up on. Okay, he's called me to do this, but how? And then pause what we're doing to figure out how. That's not it. Just do it.、Mm-hmm. Just lean on him. Just、mm-hmm. trust in him. Just trust on his peace. Trust in his joy. Yeah. Okay, he's called me to do this job. He's called me to raise these kids. Whatever it may be. If he's called you to do it, just、yeah. like he called Jesus to die on the cross to go through all of that, there was a way for him to、yeah. do it. There was a way for him to do it and come out victorious. There was a way for him to go down to hell and come out with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. There was a way, and we don't have to understand it. We don't have to know. Okay, this we're going to go from point A to point B to point C to point D. We are going from wherever we are now to、yeah. victory, and that's all that matters. How I'll let God figure out because、yeah. He has a way better strategy than I do. I'm just going to do it. If He tells me to turn, okay, I'm going to turn. I'm going to keep going until He tells me to do something different. I'll do that and keep going. And we don't have to worry or get tripped up, but we've just got to trust in、yeah. His goodness.、Mm-hmm. Well, and. I th- one of the points that you were just talking about,、um, it reminded me of what Kevin Kevin said. Kevin said, "Where did it go?" Uh, yep, he said he's had a harder time understanding Jesus in his humanity rather than in his deity,、yeah. and completely understand that. I think that the reverse can be said for us. You know, I think it's a lot easier for us to understand our flesh and the limitations that our flesh、mm-hmm. have had, instead of understanding our eternal. 
life that has begun the moment we accepted him as savior. So our flesh may have had limitations, but the moment that we receive Jesus on ourselves, the same way that Jesus is limitless now, we have a limitless potential available to us too. You know, the word tells us that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Not as Jesus was, not as a man, We have to live solely as a man. No, we have eternal life in us now. And it's one of those things that theologically makes our flesh feel uncomfortable when you start yeah. when you start teetering on here. Because the flesh is like, you can't equate me to God. Why? God did. Yeah. Like God told us that we're in him. Yeah. We're yeah. in Jesus. Yeah. We get to do everything the way that Jesus does now. As Jesus yeah. lives, so do we live yeah. in this world. As we right. abide in him, he abides in us yeah. right now. Yeah. So the authority that his word has, that's the authority my word has. It yeah. should. It should. And we can always increase in these things, but yeah. that's what's available to yeah. us. That's how we can read verses like 2 Corinthians 2.14. Yeah. And as I read it, I know for a boomerang. We hear this verse all the time because yeah. it's one of pastor's most favorite ones. There's a reason for it. So yeah. as I read it, don't just take it as, oh, yeah, no, I, I can quote that back. No, no, no. Don't yeah. make this a John 3.16 Sunday school moment. Make this yours right now. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Why? Because he's always leading us in triumph How? In Christ. In Christ, I'm always led to triumph. And manifests through us. What's come out of you? A sweet Mm -hmm. aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. That's really cool, Lord. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. See, literally, as I just said, don't take (laughs) this as a verse that you've heard all the time. See how quickly the Lord's like, okay, Barrett. Right now, I'll, I'll unpack something for you different. Yeah. The reason that we have something good that comes out of us is because we have knowledge that we're in him. Yeah. That's why there's something good that comes out of us. I have knowledge that I'm in him. Yeah. And as I'm in him, I'm going to be kept in him. And as I'm in him, I'm going to be led to triumph. Why? Because that's how Jesus was led. Yeah. Jesus was led into triumph. So I can't not be led into triumph because yeah. God doesn't play favorites. He esteemed Jesus. He gave him a name that's above every name. But the reason he gave him that name is so that I could live in it. I'm not outside of the name. I'm under the name. I'm in the name. I abide in the name. The name is who I am. And so as I am led into triumph, people can literally smell that aroma of goodness and life and holiness and love. And it draws men to me because I know how to live in him. That's how that works is I live in him. Victory comes and then men come to me to understand how it works. But I can place faith in that I'm always being led to triumph. Always, every single time, no matter what I see, because that's what happened to Jesus. Yeah. 
And if it happened to him, it'll happen to me. If it's something that was his, is his, is his now, it's mine now. And he is with the Father. Only good is around the Father. Yeah. No yeah. turmoils around the Father. No shakiness is around the Father. No uneasiness, no depression, no worry, no concern. It's easy and it's light. And if it belongs to him now, it belongs mm-hmm. to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading in a Kenneth Hagin book, and he said, um, I think it's the Believer's Authority book, and he said the church has, um, and it's it's Good Friday today. Like, it is the, <laughs> we are celebrating. Yeah. We're celebrating yeah. the whole weekend. And and this may, this may sound to some people's flesh like, eh, I don't know about this. But listen, listen to it for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The church has um, looked at the cross and they have stopped there. Yep. Yeah. So you normally mostly just, in this three-day weekend, you normally just mostly hear about this day. Yep. This day where he died. Yep. And um, that is what we, that is what people look at, what they remember. Yeah. And you um, should remember that because that's yes. a high cost yeah. that was paid for that sure. That is, that is, yes, that is a pivotal moment in this weekend. Oh. And that's not... And that's why I was saying to people's flesh, it could sound it could sound wrong. Not at all correcting you. Just yes, yeah, yeah. of course, exactly, exactly. And what Kenneth Hagin was saying is, the issue is if you stop at the cross, you stop at defeat. Yep. Jesus yeah. died on the cross, and in the natural, it looked like defeat. And yep. if you stop yeah. right there, you're looking at. Um, he, yes, he did that for me. He died on the cross for me. He yeah. suffered for me. He went to hell for me. But we can't stop there yeah. because he did a whole lot of other stuff for me, too. Well, and that's yeah. where our emotions would love to stop us yes, is right there because it's like, oh, cry. my gosh. Like, And, again, honor and revere and esteem oh, the yeah. price that was paid 100%. Yes. But that's for sure where the soul would like to stop and lament there. And that's the soul. And the soul can understand emotions. Mm-hmm. The soul can understand the pain, the physical part yeah. of it. The, the soul can understand that. But does the soul understand as well Jesus being raised yeah. up from the dead? Yeah. yeah. Not not exactly. That's what <laughs> takes faith. To understand yeah. that, to have yeah. revelation of that, that's where it takes faith. But he didn't just die for me. He rose for me. Yeah, that's yeah. good. He went to heaven for me. And yep. he's in heaven right now yeah. for me. Yep. Yeah. And just like, this is the thing. It's so easy to be like, you know what? Jesus died for my sin and I was included in that process. Yeah. Yeah. But if we were included in the process of him dying, we were included in the process of him being raised. Amen. So when he, we were with him, our sin was with him on the cross yeah. when he died. Yeah. That is in the word. The word says that. We were with him. Yeah. We were with Christ. Yeah. Every sin that I've ever made and will ever make was with him that yep. day. But mm-hmm. just like that, when he raised up from the dead, yeah, I right. was with him. Yeah, you right. were with him. We were with him. Yeah, we have every victory that he had. And I know it's so simple, but like, I realized, I realized a while back. I'm like, he didn't have to do any of that for himself. Yeah, he didn't have any sin, of yeah. course. So he died for me. So we understand that. We understand. Okay, he died for me. But do we understand that he rose from? the dead he rose yeah. from hell that he did that for me so yeah. he literally what yeah. he literally said is i've won this 
and I'm giving it to you. Yep. Yeah. This triumph, like this winning, I won. I have all authority. I have victory spiritually over everything. Yeah. Yeah. I he already had that. That's yeah. the thing. He yeah. already he was part of the Godhead. He he is God. He already yeah. had all of that. Yeah. He didn't need to do this. The only yeah. reason he did any of this was for us. So he yeah. went through this whole process to say, "I won, and I'm giving you my win." Yeah. And if we mm-hmm. stay on the Friday part, I had never thought about it this way until you started talking. If we just stay on the on the sacrifice part. It's very easy for our soul to move into the place of pitying Jesus. Yeah. And pity leads to death. It literally will lead you to the point of hell. If you don't move past that immediate moment on the cross and into the place of receiving the victory and the righteousness, the authority, then we'll never be able to live triumphantly. We'll never be able to live that way. That makes sense why the church doesn't know that they're righteous. Yep. Because they're not looking what he did after the cross. Yeah, they pity him for having to endure it, and then they beat themselves up and stay in that place of sin consciousness because look at what I did that Jesus had to do. Oh, I'm such a horrible sinner. That No, that's not who you are because Jesus rose on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I think a lot. Oh, and hi, Miss Rosalie. Hi. Um, I think a lot of times the church has preached uh, wrongly of God. And we've gotten, (laughs) I said I think, but I know I'm just being conservative. The church has preached wrongly of God, and it's put an image in a lot of our minds. Even if we weren't raised in that, we've heard Christians talk this way, and it's put it in the back of our minds of, okay, we read these stories, and instead of looking at how God is love, all the time we have looked we have looked at, but okay, but he's not here. He wasn't here. And that's not the truth. I think, because I was trying to think, okay, why, why are we needing to talk about this today? Because people haven't known how truly good God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't known how, go- yeah. how truly good God is all the time. And we've said it. We've said it. I've been God raised in this. All the time. My entire time. life. God is good. <laughs> and we say it all the time, but I was thinking, okay, why why have we not gotten it across our minds yet? And what came up to me immediately is we need to read in the word more mm-hmm. of how good he is because every story where God is, which is every single one, he is good. Yeah. And we're seeing his goodness every time. It's all according to our perspective. Yeah. So are we looking for him to be good all the time? Or are we looking for an excuse of, but this is a time where he wasn't? Yeah. No, we can't look at these stories and look for where he isn't good because we're going to be making stuff up because he's good all the time. And when we really look as a child with childlike faith, okay. I know God is good, so let me see. Yeah. We look through the Bible. This is a book. This entire thing is filled with his goodness. Every story from beginning to end is filled with his goodness, yeah. filled with his love. And that same goodness, that same love, that same mercy is here for us today. It's here for us to put faith on. He's saying, put faith in me, but here's a good starter of all the reasons that you should have faith. If we're ever doubting or anything go back 
Go back to this. Go and see where his love, go and see where his goodness never failed them. Yeah. Even when they were horrible to him, even when they were the worst to him, he still gave. He still was good because that's who he is. He can't be someone who he's not. I can't never be Abby. There is not one day that I'll just wake up and, oh, well, I was Abby all the other days of my life, but, you know, Mark and Barry did something today, so I just can't be Abby. That's not how that works. The same way that my name will always be Abby is the same way that God is always good. No matter the situation, no matter what we do, no matter what other people do, God is good. And when we get that truly in ourselves, and we can amen it, we can say, yes, I know God is good. I'm just not, I'm just going to tune off this broadcast because I know that. We can say that all day long, but when we truly get it down inside of us, unshakable foundation that God is good. He will never fail me. Then there's no reason to ever worry about anything. There's no reason to ever doubt about anything. There's no reason to ever be sad. And that's how we can see when when we can recognize the parts in our lives where we've leaned on ourselves, where we have doubted. That's where we can see, okay, there's more work to be done. I need to know your goodness better. I need to study it out better. And there's no condemnation. We've all been there. I need to study out his goodness better. So there's no condemnation at all. But we've got to know how good he is. Because when that's our foundation, nothing can stop us. Yeah. Nothing can stop us. The only, <laughs> you, if you look at, Everything in the Christian life, when people look at Christianity and think that's too difficult, it's because we've had in our minds that God isn't good. Anytime it looks difficult is when we're looking at it with the viewpoint of God isn't good or God may not be good here. But when we look at the Christian life and know that God is good, there is nothing difficult about it. There is nothing difficult that we will ever have to do. It is easy and it is light. And that's what he's called us to because he is good all the time. Yeah. Um, Something that I was just thinking as you were talking is uh, I'm sure a lot of people have thought, okay, I know that you're saying God will never fail me, but people have failed me. Yeah. People have hurt me. People are what I can see. People in the natural, that is a reference that we have for um, what people just— people's heart intention we have a reference of of man yeah. and um so in the word you're talking about going back to the word yeah in numbers 23 19 it says god is not a man that he should lie nor yeah. a son of man that he should repent has he said it and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not make it good he's yeah. not a man we have to stop looking yeah. at him like a man Yes, we're talking about Jesus coming to earth and walking as a man. Jesus did that. He laid down his deity. He laid down all that to do everything for us as a man that he needed to do. But the Father, the Father, he doesn't, the Father doesn't even have a flesh. He's not a man. He's a spirit. He is incorruptible. And what came up to me is we got to stop looking at him like he's a man. You may have had a father that was not (laughs) wonderful. And, And this is the thing, though. Even me. I have a flesh. I have a flesh that has the potential to be... My flesh is corrupt. As yeah. long as I will be on this earth, I am dealing with a flesh that is corrupt. So 
So I have the yeah. potential to miss it. But that is not who we're talking about today. We're not talking about as, as amazing yeah. as you are, as amazing as you could be, or you could be, we could all be. We're not talking about people. We're talking about right. God. Yeah. We have to have a yeah. revelation that he is not a man that he should lie. Yeah. He's incorruptible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you were just saying a minute ago, well, both of you just a, a second ago, were talking about how we can fail and we could miss it, but the goodness of God is available for us. Yeah. Earlier we were talking about how to move past the Friday aspect of this weekend, the fact that Jesus paid a payment for you. And you could be here right now thinking, wow, I have missed it. You know, wow, I have been in, in doubt before. I have been worried. My worry today added a, a beating to Jesus. Like, I added weight to him. Okay, me too. Like, yeah. I've done that. That's yeah. why he came. That's literally why he came. Yeah. The Word tells us, it's the verse I was looking for while Abby was talking Romans 5, verse 8 says, nope, verse 6, we're going to get to verse 8. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Jesus died for the ungodly. Not for the godly. He died for the ungodly. He died for people who couldn't help themselves. It literally says, while we were still helpless, that means we were unable to help ourselves. Yeah. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man, someone would dare to even die. And, you know, I've thought about this verse a lot about how, you know, there's people that I can say right now, at least in word, I've not been put to the test on it. But there are people that I would say, I would die for you so that you could live. But am I willing to do that for people who I know hate me? Yeah. I know there are people who dislike me to that point. Am I willing to put my life on the line for them? God was. He sent his son. You know, Jesus was willing to put his life on the line for us. God was willing to give his son. You know, I just had my daughter. I'm not even willing at this point to let her just be babysat by people that I don't trust. I'm sure not willing to just hand her over to somebody to be slaughtered. But God was. It literally says, God dem- demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. It wasn't just Jesus that paid a price on this day. God did too. Yeah. Think of it from a, a parental standpoint of being Jesus' father, watching him enduring all of this, and then having to turn your back on him so that he would have to employ faith. It's not that God wanted to do that or, you know, I just, I can't watch. It's too bad. God is only good. And he knew that Jesus had to apply faith. So that way the, in order for Jesus applying faith for him to do that, it enables me to be able to do that. So God says, I have to turn so that Jesus can do this. What restraint the father must have had in that moment. What amazing love for you. Not just for Jesus, for you. Because it was your, your sin that he took on himself. He loves you that much that he was willing to say, what I have loved and I've adored, I'm willing to let this happen to it so that I can reap a world that I also love and adore. Yeah. His love for you never wavered even when we were enemies. Yeah. Enemies. He sent Jesus. Enemies. 
I bring that up because I know that, like, the Lord's already told me throughout different parts of the broadcast that there's the thought of, I've just been too awful. And hearing this has been stirring up that conviction, but it's tried to move to the place of condemnation of, well, I've said I've loved the Lord, and yet I did doubt the way Barrett was talking about doubting earlier. And I've been in a lack of faith, and I've had these thoughts come in. Well, you know what's awesome? The Word also talks about that literally in the chapter before. In verse, or in chapter four, verse 17, it says, he's talking about Abraham, Abraham, the father, you know, the father of many nations. It says, as it is written, the father of many nations, have I made you in the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist in hope against hope. He believed in verse 18, so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Verse 19, without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body. Verse 20, yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was also able to perform it. I bring that up because Abraham did miss it. Like you can read back through Genesis and Abraham missed it and he missed it again and he missed it again. And he missed it again. Like Abraham, Abraham had some stuff messed up. And yet the word says that in hope against hope, he believed. It says that he didn't waver. How on earth is that correct? Because the moment Abraham saw that he had been off, he was quick to repent. He was quick to come back to God. And because he was quick to do that, the Lord erased his mistakes. This is before Jesus. Now, under the cross, under the blood, how quick will the Father erase every mistake you've ever made? Take it as far away from you as the East is from the West. Cast those things off of you so that you can also have it written about you in the book of life. Marky lived and didn't waver in her faith. Abby hoped against hope. Buddy stood, and above all, he stood. Serena endured to the end. Sammy lived, and she lived a life of abundance all the days of her life how can this be possible because the moment when our faith goes like this tries to go like this we can say lord i repent for allowing myself to be tempted to the point of doubting you i repent and i turn from that thing and the lord is faithful and just it's already been paid by jesus your lack of faith my lack of faith that i have ever employed was already paid for by jesus it's already already been removed from me all I've got to do is turn to the Lord and say Lord I repent and he's like it's already done it's already done I'm not even looking Mm -hmm. at you that way God doesn't look at us that way the same way we need to look at God as not a man God looks at us as not a man he looks at us through the blood of Jesus we are seen as Jesus not as man you're not a man you're not a man no one in this room is the father looks at us through the blood Period. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how we're seen. Yeah. Amen. That's how we're seen. That's how you're seen. So today, on this Good Friday, this yeah. is a good day. Yeah. Why? Because today was the day that blood was shed so that God could look at you through that lens. Yeah. When God looks at you, he's not just seeing you how yeah. you see yourself. He sees you through the blood, which means he yeah. sees you as perfect. He sees you as complete. He sees you as whole, nothing missing, nothing lacking. He sees you with the utmost of potential available to you. Yeah. 
That's why we celebrate this day because Jesus, that's how God looks at us. Jesus' sacrifice allowed us to come back into fellowship with him. John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life, that they may know God. And today, we honor the fact that Jesus paid a price that we could know him. The veil was wrought in two. What was once separating man from God was completely destroyed on this day. And God says, finally, I can be face to face with my people. Finally, my people can come face to face with me. Finally, I get to have them back and they get to have me back as I intended them to be with me as a friend talks to a friend. What a good Friday. So no matter what you faced, if it's been good, if it's been bad, if you have felt overwhelmed, if you have felt completely at peace, there's good on the other side. There's good Mm -hmm. as you walk through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God's with us. God's with us as we walk through that valley. He hasn't left us, so even the valley can be good. Only goodness belongs to you today. If it's not good, let it go. Truly release that thing. And then take him by the hand and allow him to lead you into even more of his goodness than you've ever seen, tasted, thought of, felt, experienced before, because that's how he's leading us, to triumph in Christ today. So as we pray for you, just let the weight go. You know, I, as we pray, like, I, it's come up to me. I know that there's been weight on people. There's been weight tried to be on every person who's even here in the studio right now. I know that by the Spirit. I also know it logically, but by the yeah. Spirit, I can, I can sense that. So right now, just imagine yourself in the throne room of God, standing before Him. And this is a visual that the Lord gave me a few years ago. Imagine being a little kid going into school. And having your pockets full of stuff, a good teacher is going to say, empty your pockets. (laughs) So right now, as you're standing in front of the Lord, empty your pockets. Release what's been in your hands. Let that weight go. And just invite his peace in right now. Just say this with me. Lord, I release every weight. I drop every care. Drop every care. I refuse to hold it any longer. Refuse to hold it. And we're gonna stay here for just a second. Truly, let that be done. I'm not caring about a thing. I am not taking weight. Weight did not belong to Jesus, and it doesn't belong to me. Lord, right now, as your people are coming before you, I ask in the name of Jesus for your supernatural peace that passes all understanding to flood every single mind, every single home, and Lord, just let their spirit man rise up in peace right now. We refuse to be distracted away from the good news that comes on this day. I refuse to be distracted away from the good news that comes on this day. You paid a price for us to have intimacy with you. Lord, 
as we release every weight and care, I ask that a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of the goodness of God, let it come alive to your people now. Let us experience your goodness as we've never experienced it before. Lead us into triumph today. Open our eyes. Let any deceitfulness, any deception of weight, let those things just be removed now. Let every scale of pressure fall. And Lord, let us step into your easy and light. And let us truly be a people who celebrate what this weekend was. The weekend that your people were bought back to their father. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We honor you. And we praise you for being our wonderful Father, Lord, and Jesus. Thank you for saving us. We love you and we praise God for you. Amen. 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 You do not have to carry weight. It's not yours. Let that stuff go. And as we step into the rest of this weekend, truly let it be done in a place of celebration and excitement. You don't have to be weighed down or burdened or bogged. You have a Lord who paid that price for you. You get to live completely carefree. Yeah. Not esteem-free, but carefree. You don't have to care. You just have to esteem him. He cares for you. Amen. Well... Guys, just put a put a hands in the comments mm. if this has meant something to you today, if this has been an on-time word, if God was speaking to you through this broadcast. And we just want to make it available. We give this broadcast freely to you. We don't, we're not expecting anything from you. But we do want to make it available. If the Lord's put it on your heart to sow into what this broadcast is doing, getting it out to the nations, then we've made it available for you to sew pretty easily, but you do not have to at all, only if you're led to. You can go to giveww.org. You can go to PayPal, text to give crypto. We have Venmo, Cash App, or you can just scan that fancy QR code we have. It'll take you to all the ways. But guys, we love you. We want to pray over whoever has sewn today. We want to pray So let's just, Lord, right now, thank you for this word. Thank you for blessing it and multiplying it in their hearts today. And thank you for every person that you've placed on their heart to sow, to sow into this broadcast, to sow into this word. We pray that their seed is blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Is their harvest coming quickly back into their hands. In Jesus' name, we put faith on it. We call that harvest to come back to them quickly and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And one easy way that you can sow into this broadcast is simply by just liking and sharing this broadcast. Yeah. You can get it out to your friends and family. Get this word out. Let this be a seed. Let this broadcast be a seed that you're planting into their hearts. You can text it. You can can seriously copy the link and text it to your friends and family. Hey, I just felt like sharing this with you today or however you want to word it. Um, And just that's one super easy way to sow into this broadcast and to sow into your friends and family's lives. 
So we love you guys so much. We also want to let you know about a few cool things that are going on. You're going to have to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> so I'm going to let you know about a few cool things that are going on. Like, for instance, tomorrow we are having an Easter egg hunt yeah, here at Boomerang Church. So come here at 1 p.m. from 1 to 3. Bring your kids. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt. We're going to have tons of games. Yeah, we cotton are. Cotton candy yeah. brought to you by Marky and Hannah. What? We're going to have <laughs> popcorn. I think we're having an ice cream truck, which I don't feel like we've said what? this much. But That's guys, true. we're having an ice cream truck. How cool is that? <laughs> and its name is Jolly Jalopy. How cute is that? So... <laughs> Guys, just come out here, even if you don't have kids. Like, it's just going to be so much fun. It's true. So come out here, hang out with us tomorrow. It's going to be a blast. But then the very next day is Sunday, and it's Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and yeah. we want to worship with you. It is going to be a powerful service, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. It is always a powerful service. We're going to be worshiping and praising our King on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at Boomerang. If you don't have a home church, we invite you. Come worship with us. And we're also going to be having a free photo booth. We're setting it up today, guys. I'm so Whoa. excited. So come in your Sunday best. I'll be taking our pictures for you. So it's going to be wonderful, and we really hope to see you there. I enjoyed the image. You said I'm going to be taking our pictures. I imagined you hopping huh? into every person's picture, and I really want that to be something I'm gonna you be, do. I'm going to be a part of every family's picture. Just, like, shove your face in that, at least a couple of them. Honestly, that sounds exactly like something I would do. Um, I totally can set it on timer. Done. And we can do this. So just put a special request in. If you, you want Abby to be a part of your family picture, just let her know. I'll just run back into them and then run back. And, oh, I no, that was it. good. Also, big announcement. Kelly just said her son William turns two on Resurrection Sunday. The fact that, that Kelly has so a cute. son named William has thrown me off before because Deb, our friend here, Deb, her son is also named William. Yeah. So I read that. I'm like, it is not William's birthday this weekend. It's in October. Anyway, super sorry, Kel. Oh, happy birthday, William. And uh, yes, we'll also be back Monday at 1130. We're so excited to see you, but we want to see you before Monday. So yeah. come to our egg hunt, come to our Sunday service and that's it. Yeah, we'll see you then. See ya! Bye!